Well, it's, it's good to be with you uh, this evening. My name is Father Adam Lasky. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Superior, uh, originally from Hagen, a bustling of metropolis of less than 300 people. So I don't know uh, if Lublin is smaller than Hagen or has a greater population. I'm not sure. But my small town might be smaller than your small town. I don't know. Um, but it's good to be with you this evening. I'm filling in for the, the weekend so that uh, Father, Father Vijay can be with his, his family at this time of his loss of his father. So we're praying for him, and we're praying especially for uh, him as he celebrates that funeral mass and uh, is able to, to be home with his family during this time. So as we reflect on these readings from the gospel, we, we are challenged by the desire Christ has to speak about the coming of the kingdom of heaven. And I think the first thing that strikes me as I'm reading this passage is, I don't know where I fall. I don't know where I am in this passage. I don't know if I'm one of those people who would be banging on the door of the kingdom and saying, Lord, Lord, let me in. And he would say, go away. I never knew you. Or on the other side, am I one of those people who will come from the east and the west and the north and the south and recline in the kingdom of heaven? I think what Jesus is doing is challenging us in two ways. First, the the question that's put to him is very litigious. It's about the the particulars of the law. How many will be saved? How many? Because the person who's asking this question is assuming that, of course, I'm I'm one of them. So I just want to know how many of this there are, right? That's the assumption behind this. And Jesus will have none of that. He He doesn't say... I'm going to give you a get-out-of-jail-free card or the absolute assurance that you will go to heaven. We don't have that in the gospel. On the other hand, he doesn't say, well, you have to to work really, really hard and you have to do all these penitential acts. He says, no, you have to enter through the narrow gate. So on one side, if we feel like the gospel is just too difficult If we feel like the demands of the gospel are impossible to be lived, we can take some consolation. Because Jesus is telling us there are people who are going to come in droves and enter into the kingdom. But on the other hand, if we are ever tempted, and it's maybe a subtle temptation to say, I'm a church person. I go to Mass. I do these things. I, I, I might read at Mass. I might serve at Mass. I might be the priest. And I think, wow, you know, I've really got this all together. We don't get a, a get-out-of-jail-free card just because we come to Mass. There's more to it than that. And the demands of the Gospel are intense. That's why Jesus says there's a narrow gate, and you have to set your mind to enter into it. We have to be willing to strive to enter through the narrow gate. And if we think about what that means, we have to make ourselves small to enter through a narrow space. If you will, we have to get skinny to get around and through the space, right? We have to, we have to make our way. And so what's Jesus telling us? We have to move with a purpose and intentionality if we want to enter into the kingdom of God. And I think what this is talking about is a relationship with Jesus, Notice the one criteria for the people who don't get into the kingdom is, I never knew you. I never knew you. Do 
Do you have a living and inspiring, a life-giving relationship with Christ because you go to Mass? Or do you go to Mass because I have to? Do I go to Mass because I know, well, I just want to get this done and I want to get my obligation out of the way. Uh, That might be part of the reason why that gets us out of bed or away from the dinner table or whatever it is to come to Mass at all. But notice Jesus' words. He doesn't ask, did you go to Mass? Did you pray your daily rosary? Did you make your prayers? Did you give money to the poor? In this circumstance, he says, I never knew you. What does it mean to know Jesus on a personal level? I think there's one thing that really makes us so that we are entering in the narrow gate. What is the narrow gate of the gospel? The narrow gate of the gospel is the cross of Jesus Christ. And that might sound very profound or beautiful or sort of like high up in the sky, but really it's as practical as practical can be. It's the day-to-day living of Christian life. And it's taking the sufferings that I endure and the stuff that is monotonous and the stuff that's boring, the stuff that's painful, the people who hurt me, the people who frustrate me in my life, the things that I would change in my life if I could, but I can't. Those are the places that are a privileged opportunity for us to meet Jesus there. And I'm I'm not just saying that in sort of a backwards, like pat you on the head and say, if you're suffering, you're in a good place. No, that's not what Jesus tells us. We hear in the scriptures today from the letter to the Hebrews that if we are strengthened by suffering, if we endure trials as discipline, then we become children of God. So how do we endure a trial as a Christian? It's taking in the other part of the gospel. It's having a friendship with Jesus. So what does it look like? It means instead of griping or complaining or sighing or sobbing at the monotony of life or the painful things that we experience, do we find those painful things an opportunity for prayer? And all I mean by that is having a conversation with Jesus about what I'm suffering, about who's making me suffer. It's not griping or complaining, but pouring out my heart before the Lord in the presence of God. That is part of the good news of the gospel, is that I am not alone when I suffer. And when I pour out my heart to Jesus, when I live that friendship, He knows me and I know Him. And it also helps me to be reminded of God's presence in the midst of my suffering so that I can endure my trials and become perfected so that I can enter into the narrow gate. Because every Christian, to be authentic, has to pass by the way of the cross. And the way of the cross is going to come to us whether or not we want it. So we can spend our whole lives fighting the cross when it comes or we can embrace it and be purified by it so that we can enter into the narrow way.